Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. This is the COB on this Friday afternoon. It's all the stuff you need to know about the day in finance and markets business as well. I'm Nadine Blaney. Hey, Andrew. Nadine, good to see you. Uh, end of another week and a bit gloomy. I'm sort of looking outside, not just where we are, but pretty much the East Coast at the moment. And in fact, flooding, that's going to affect Jim Chalmers, the treasurer, is saying that's going to knock a point or two or point one of a percent, I think, um, off growth at the moment. Um, and we're going to see those fruit and veggie prices rise again. So yeah, gloomy outside, gloomy on the markets at the moment as well. Sure is. So Chalmers' comments about those floods, I suppose echoing what we heard from a lot of those production reports this week, including Yan Cole today, you know, talking about uh, wet weather and how it's impacted production. Interesting as well. When you say lettuce, I think inflation, yep. But I also think of Liz Truss. Isn't that awful that uh, that internet meme has become so prevalent that I think of Liz Truss when I think of a head of lettuce? A lettuce outlives Liz. There you go. It turned out it did (laughs) pretty much. Oh, look, it's it's easy to laugh from our side, but uh, be be it for the grace of God, there goes... I, it's um, a it's bizarre, it's bizarre a- circumstances. And uh, the fact that Boris Johnson could be back in the running to, uh, to regain the leadership uh, just adds to just how bizarre events uh, are in the UK at the moment. Uh, not to say that he will, um, but uh, nonetheless, the turmoil in mm-hmm. uh, UK markets obviously upsetting not just um, financial markets there, but globally as well. Yeah, it's a real reckoning, I think, within the Conservative Party there and also with the electorate eventually. I mean, you've got to think that there will be some sort of an election sooner rather than later. Um, so well, that's I d- well what? I mean, they've got two years to run. I know, but... What, do they want to just give... I mean, they've got a big, big uh, uh, lead, but, uh, well, as far as the number of seats they hold, but are they just going to cede control to the to the opposition? I don't know Well, yeah, I mean, good point, but I just yeah. feel like, I mean, if I was a Brit living in any of the United Kingdom, I, yeah, it's, it's a mess. But um, glass houses here in Australia, we've been through much of this before. Um, okay, so there's one sort of scenario in terms of leadership and the battle there. There's another that is... Absolutely the opposite in China, isn't it? We've got the NPC continuing in China this weekend. Uh, we've got Xi Jinping, who is set to yeah clinch that third term, so third five-year term as the leader. And we hear this weekend that we'll get the members of the, the standing committee released. So it's been an extraordinary week in China as well, especially when you consider they delayed all of that economic data, uh, which has never really been done for these reasons before, still waiting for that GDP, still waiting for the retail sales and industrial production coming from China. 
Yeah, and a disappointment, I guess, was the no sign they're going to ease the COVID zero rules. However, I mean, you're still getting those outbreaks in China, uh, the latest being that they are now going to ease those particular rules they have in place right now. But more broadly, that policy remains, which is clearly going to be a drag on growth. I mean, how long can that continue? Well, uh that's a question that everybody wants to know. And we had BHP this week with its operational update, throwing a bit of shade on its outlook in China. You know, the demand for its iron ore product, it echoed what Rio said to start the week. And uh, yeah, I had a bit of a chat uh, with a few people this week saying it's really the first time that we've heard, you know, a bit of negativity coming from those big Australian miners in terms of the, you know, the demand side coming from China for their products because, uh, yeah, there's there's a, a, a you know, Real slowing happening there, and one begets the other. A bonus for Australian exporters, of course, at the moment is the Aussie dollar. Yeah. Um, it's, what, down around 62.5 at the moment. Uh, with forecasts this week from uh, a number of currency uh, experts that it will fall below 60. So uh, often referred to as this, the Australian parachute mm-hmm. uh, that does... Um, come to the rescue of the Australian economy, but uh, nonetheless, uh, pretty hard to see any support for the Aussie at at this point, given where the US dollar is at the moment, and you only have to look at the yen. That's uh, now 150, and uh, once again, speculation as to whether the the BOJ is going to intervene. Yeah, literally by the time you listen to this podcast, there may have been intervention in Japan, Mm. um, you know, because we've reached that key 150 threshold. yeah, I've got thinking about the Aussie dollar. I mean, with the US dollar, with the Fed, you know, still being really aggressive. We had a lot of Fed speakers out this week. Everybody's singing from the same song sheet. And then we had a lot of commentary from our own central bank this week. You know, yes, interest rates will rise, but they're they're seeming to really like their optionality, you know, that they can go a little bit less aggressively over potentially even a longer period of time. Regardless, they like to point out that they are having more meetings. They meet more frequently than other big central banks. So justifying that that uh, that smaller move that they made last time, it'll be interesting to see what they do next time. I mean, we did see evidence that, um, you know, that the, well, the jobs data this week was very, very steady, but it appears as if, you know, the, the market isn't quite as tight necessarily as it was prior. Certainly tight in the States um, with that... Uh, that unemployment rate pretty much uh, remaining resilient there. And that is clearly frustrating a lot of the Fed speakers too. In fact, uh, where we had Harker out overnight, we've been hearing from the likes of Kashkari. Um, I think they are. I mean, that they're, they're articulating how frustrated they are that spending is holding up. And further to that point, um, I was having a chat earlier today on the, the Global View with uh, Chris Bedingfield from Key Global. Uh, so pointing out the difference between the US and the States, just as far as, far as mortgage holders are concerned, of course, most of uh, Americans holding a mortgage, they're fixed 30-year mortgages, whereas Australia, clearly, most are uh, variable, or at least if they're mm-hmm. fixed, they're around three years. And that's why you haven't really seen that movement. Um, those, uh, those budgets, those household budgets in the States pretty much holding up at this point and therefore Americans feel as they can still spend. Yeah, I mean, this is a long-boated draw, but you just made me think of a, a, an affirmation of guidance that was put out today from Adair's. I was chatting again, uh, you know, with uh, Junbei and Adam on the call today about the retail sector and they were saying, look, you want to steer clear of a lot of those companies that did well during the pandemic, a lot of those companies that are leveraged to, you know, the house and household spending um, because we've done 
and a lot of that spending already. Um, but Adairs came out and reaffirmed its guidance. It's still seeing strong consumer spending. It says the trading conditions are really good. It's seeing a slowdown in online as people get back into the shops. But uh, yeah, I was a bit, um, I, I was a bit taken aback. I thought when mm. I saw Adairs in a headline and guidance, I thought it might have been a bit of a downgrade coming, but not so because, you know, in, in reality, we've got an unemployment rate at three and a half percent. We're talking about wages rising. Um, a lot of inertia from all the stimulus spending that we had through the pandemic, we know. And um, yeah, still still going strong. G um, Adam, I keep name dropping. What's wrong with me? But he, he reckons this is going to be the Christmas to beat all Christmases, that everybody's wow. so happy, happy to be out and about, happy to be merry. And so he's actually got a buy on yeah, Woolworths. Yeah, well, I wonder if that's wishful thinking on his part. <laughs> we would all like to think that. Uh, yeah, of course, and we're in the midst of earnings season in the States too, and I was uh, looking at those results from Snap. I mean, yeah. those shares tumbled around 25%. That's uh, all of the fact that advertisers, uh, they've pulled right back on their spend at the moment. That's clearly affecting the likes of uh, Snap. Uh, in fact, I was speaking with Angelo Zeno uh, ahead of results we're going to get from Apple and uh, what else are we getting next week as well? Alphabet. Um, Yep, that could possibly yep. be affected too. Obviously, Google, once again, yep. the advertising spend. Yeah, I think advertising spend's a big one. It's like the litmus test, um, you know, and unfortunately, that will be felt in some stocks here at home. Seven West Media was a, was a sell on the call today for that reason. Had a bit of a boom coming out of COVID, ad sales going well, um, but uh, likely that will be, you know, one of the impacted sectors as, uh, as we see some slowing in the economy next year but yeah it is a big week for earnings next year it's the nasdaq that's in you know the mm. extreme bear market and i uh, you know it would take a lot to sort of turn that around i noticed another uh stock you had on the call today was medibank private yeah um which is in focus clearly because it's still in a trading hole just yeah. regard that cyber it's extended attack. today and i mean that's a huge issue at the moment of course we knew what uh, what's going on with optus although we still don't know what uh, the uh, the end result of that is, and uh, even more confusing would seem as far as Medibank is concerned and its subsidiary AHM. Mm -hmm. uh, it appears that they're the customers that have been targeted with supposedly 100 famous or socially media active people. Because yeah, it's a sort of younger, targeted. you know, it appeals to a more younger demographic. Uh, or that's what it was intended for. Yeah, it's interesting because um, after that Medicare trading halt was extended and we chatted about net Medicare on the call, you know, the next CEO I had the opportunity to speak with, I asked about cybersecurity because I think it is obviously very talked about in the boardrooms, but it's going to become increasingly a matter of governance, you know, when these things happen. I think that every board will be very attuned to, you know, making sure that they are doing everything they can to protect data. And I think it's good for us customers. I think it's a wake-up call. You know, you've got to find out who's got your data, how long they're keeping it for. Perhaps the government will bring in more strict regulations as to how long, you know, these companies have the right to, to keep your data. And maybe you won't be so I'm, – I'm not going to be so willing to – you know, hand out my credit card number just well, because I want to book a restaurant. It makes you, know? you think twice, doesn't it? But let's face it, it's pretty hard to function in, the, in this society without handing out those details. Yeah. Be it, you know, opening any sort of account, you've got to give them some form of identi identification and they're going to keep that. Yeah, but I just think too, like all the newsletters that I'm on, all the, you know, all of this stuff. And I mean, I shouldn't give it away, but I think, what password am I using? Oh my, have I, have I really been using that password for? <laughs> This long for yeah. all of those 
websites. Well, if and, nothing else, it, and frequent it should prompt and, you to yeah. actually go and change your password Gosh, and not I use am. the same one, yeah. Nadine. No, I know. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> I know. No, I have been. I've been going through methodically and also just unsubscribing for a lot of, from a lot of stuff that I don't want anymore. But anyways, we digress. Um, Metabank, yeah, that trading halt has been extended. Look, Alchem was out today, a bit of a disappointment on its uh, output, but still you know, making the money uh, while those battery minerals are in demand and they continue to be so. That was a feature of the conversation with Gemma Dale from NAB Trade as well. You know, the traders are still loving Oh, that is stocks. that is hay and sunshine, isn't it? It sure is. Coal as well comes mm. to mind when you think hay and sunshine. Um, what else? I guess on the corporate front, we had a few AGMs uh, this week. Again, a lot of the conversation about inflation, um, about bonds. You know, even June Bay said today, aren't you tired of talking about the bond story? I thought, oh, don't say that in front of half of our guests because that's, that's all we talk about. Well, I thought bonds were meant to be boring. Apparently not. Yeah, bonds are beautiful, apparently. All roads lead to the bond market. Um, So, yeah, we'll be keeping our eye on U.S. Treasuries, keeping our eye on earnings season tonight. It looks as if, um, you know, the Asian session has been been pretty negative. Again, trace it back to, to yields as they rise on those aggressive rate hike jitters. That is the playbook, Andrew. Mm. Yeah, very much so. And then, of course, we can you know look forward to uh, to next week. Get quite a bit of data out of the US, I've got to say. Um, manufacturing index, uh, house prices, further indication there. Uh, and, uh, of course, GDP coming up as well as, the, uh, as some employment data. But, of course, for us next week, the biggie, the budget. Yes, the budget. I was sort of surmising whether we're calling it a mini budget here, what we're calling it, but the government itself is calling it the FY twenty two twenty three. Yeah, I don't budget. even call it a mini budget. I mean, it's their first budget. They've got to set an agenda, haven't they? Yeah, second one for this year, and we're still getting another one in May. So yeah, yeah, it is a fourth month into FY twenty two twenty three budget. We'll see. We'll see. We've got coverage here lined up. We'll um be taking a look at it, obviously, from a market's perspective, what it means for the economy, which is what uh, everybody out there wants to know, what it will mean for the economy, and then just how it jives with what the, um, what, you know, how this government looks to to form and to shape and to inform Australia in the coming years. Yeah, it's been interesting to hear the commentary from Treasurer Jim Chalmers, hasn't it? Very much talking down the economy, so you would hope, perhaps, that He's going to have some more pleasant surprises. But uh, I guess if you're going to go hard, you go fir- hard in your first budget, don't you? Because you've still got three years until you've got to face the electorate. True. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you've been banging on about the former government, pork barreling, um, spending on, you know, overspending in some areas, underspending in others, you've got to sort of address some of that mm. as well. Um, look, I'm, I'm naughty. We, oh, why did I blame myself? Stock of the day was outcome. June Bay Lou, Adam Dawes from Tribeca Investment Partners. What drives those companies ultimately the price and the still remains very, very elevated. Um, and um, so our team like it within the space, but I'll throw in my view here, um, you know, so this is a volatile market. You have to be very careful, a lot of, um, you know, hot money going in and out. And this company has done very well. Um, I think PLS is probably the best performing in the last month or so. Um, PLS, the Pilbara. Uh, Allchem for me is is a fantastic business and is now joined together. So all of that stuff, the, the Mount Catlin is the biggest uh, of, of their productions. But 
The market overall, uh, China um, had uh, 1.9 million units of electronic vehicles uh, produced in the quarter. That's up 107%. So in other words, EVs is, is moving very, very quickly. Um, and also they've got around about 447 million in cash at the moment. So um, Alchem is definitely uh, uh, fully strength or capitalized. And that's the stock of the day. They both like it. They'd be holders. They wouldn't be buying right now. No. Well, you would you be buying any other lithium stocks at the moment? They have had a terrific run. Yeah, it's potentially, and they talk about this, if you listen to the full episode, they talk about it, you know, being potentially a profit-taking sort of scenario. Yep. Like June she says, I take profits. Mm. That's what I do. Yeah. And so think about what you've made in I some know. of these companies. It's not just buying. You've got to remember to sell. Yeah, because it's paper otherwise. <laughs> just paper paper gains. Um, what do you say, Andrew? I say we call it a day. Call it a week and do it all again next week. Have a good weekend. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.